Welcome to episode three of the Phoenix Thread. This is another full-length episode. Our featured guests will be Doug Mummert, Kim Perea, and Pat Cantoni. While every one of our members of the Firefighters Breakfast Club are special, these three members stand out for their past and continued service to the community, the Phoenix Fire Department, and Valley Media writ large. Also in this episode, I will read the last alarm, including all the members that have been reported to me, along with the bail ceremony. Hello, everybody. We are here with Doug Mummert, the um, PIO of the Phoenix Fire Department. Uh, I think, Doug, when you left the fire department, which uh, department were you with? Uh, Section. Yeah, I worked in so many different uh, sections of the department that uh, they they all ran together. They were so good. But uh, the last things I was doing was working as the uh, liaison to all of our automatic aid partners for technical services and the alarm room. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot to put the applause in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that would be the last of uh, the preloaded stuff here. So anyway, I always give everybody a round of applause because the machine has applause on it. So I... I I utilize that. So anyway, we're just going to uh, ask you a few questions there, Doug. And uh, what what I want to ask, I always ask the first question is like this. Well, tell me what your average day is like, because I know you're a busy man. What do you do? What's your average routine? Well, if there is an average routine, it would have to include when I wake up, you know, being Glad that I'm on the right side of the grass, so to speak. Yeah. I think about, of course, I think about you and Cosetta because you guys make the world go around for all of us. <laughs> oh, come and, on, man. And, you know, frankly, as you know, I'm kind of a profession consultant, as you saw at one of the last holiday mixers. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my day varies a lot by what's on my schedule. It, it's like, even though I've been retired for over five years now, I'm sure you can attest to the fact that it, it clicks by. Yeah. And, uh, I'm keeping busy, which is good because that's what makes the time fly by. It's not boring at all. That's for sure. But yeah. I, yeah, I keep uh, busy with a lot of volunteer work. I yeah. I run several different boards and I'm still actually doing some consulting work in the public safety world. So if I don't have anything, on my schedule that has to do with that, then like the rest of us, I like to get out there and have some fun and see the world. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. have you gone to any exciting trips or anywhere in the world? I've been all over the place since I retired uh, yeah. last year. Just prior to COVID hitting, I went to uh, Norway. And just prior to that, I was in Greece. Yeah. Prior to that, I was in Great Britain. And then uh, all around our beautiful country and Mexico. So, yeah, you know, 
I heard that uh, when you retire, if you want to do some traveling, it's good advice to get out there and do it early on. Yeah. You, you don't know what the future holds in store, right? Yeah, that's true. I, well, that's what I did. So what, uh, I had a friend. I was in the Air Force years ago, and I had a friend, and he told me, uh, he was another airman, and he, he was stationed in Germany. And he says, uh, you know, we look at things in terms of the, everything in the United States we built is over two or 300 years. And he said, you go to Germany or someplace, they have castles that's been 500 years and 500-year-old uh, stuff, and they have this deep, uh, you know, history. So what impressed you in your travels the most when you went uh when you went around, what was the most impressive thing to you? Well, it, it's very impressive. Um, but the one thing you'll notice when you do go to places that have more history than the United States is that the one thing that seems to carry over and is everlasting over time is churches. Uh-huh. Because, well, for a number of reasons, uh, normally, uh, Everybody was deep-rooted in their religion, mm-hmm. and then, uh, a lot of the conquerors, you know, they might have also been deep-rooted in religion, so they were uh, hesitant to destroy churches and places of worship. So there's some great cathedrals and uh, places of worship out there that you see when you visit other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I was in Ireland one year, uh, they said, I'll have to see if I can get this out without stumbling on it. They said there's uh, three things that you must have to be a, a town, and it's called the three G's. Mm-hmm. And the three G's were grocery, groceries, Guinness, and God. <laughs> so you had, to have, you had to have food, you yeah. had to have your Guinness pint, yeah. and you had to have uh, places of worship. And that was true for over there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. Well, I, you know, but let me ask you, um, this is only my personal assessment of things, is that I think that when you travel, it changes you. Sometimes it humbles you, and sometimes you get a world res- perspective. Did that, did, you, did that happen to you? Oh, sure. It's hard not to uh, grow uh, personally and interpersonally, uh, when you go to other places, not only just around the United, our state and the United States and especially the world, because you realize, uh, how privileged we are here in this country and especially in my own case and, uh, most of the people I know's case. So that's one of the reasons I like to give back to the community and, you know, help out those that are uh, maybe in a different situation than I'm in. Yeah. That yeah. makes you feel good, and that's what does bring me joy. Yeah. Oh, oh you beat my question. That was one of be, one of, going to be one of my questions. Uh, so we talked about, before I started this recording, we talked about your hobbies. Uh, and uh, you we talked about being a you were a fisherman or not a good fisherman to your own, that's your own assessment, not mine. So, <laughs> but, uh, I, and we also, and I also said before the recording that, um, that 
it doesn't matter if you were a good fisherman as long as you enjoy fishing, you know. So, uh, and I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure you're like, uh, I'm a big uh, proponent of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you, and I know, really. Yeah. So, and you know, when you get to that, uh, I try hard to get to self-actualization. And I think when you have hobbies, it helps you get there to some degree because you're doing what you want to do. I think you're exactly spot on there. And I don't think you can get there and have the complete picture and uh, arrive there without having a well-rounded life and mm-hmm. uh, getting that feeling in your soul. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I actually enjoyed uh, listening to some of the other folks you've had on the podcast, like Harlan and Darlene Bohr and yeah. Margaret and his wife, Linda and uh, Irvin Tate. And it's, it's been an awesome undertaking you've done. You did say one thing, though, that I didn't agree with. And you said, oh, this is our new reality because of COVID. And I'd just like to say that I call it a temporary yeah, reality. Yeah. Because we're going to beat this thing. Yeah, you know, of we course. Have faith, we, have, we have the will and the skill to yeah. get through it. And uh, I can't wait till we do so we can all get back together. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that. you know, basically, I... What I was thinking about when I, when I started this, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting because I wanted to get my breakfasts back together. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of our members in the group. We have up to five members who have been stricken with COVID. Luckily, no deaths. So, um, you know, but they, you know, some people had some long-term health problems afterwards and stuff like that. And I was so happy that I made the decision not to, not to, you know, jump out there really quickly and restart it up because I had a lot of people asking me about it. But anyway, you know, I, this is why I went to this because, um, I thought this would be a way that, you know, to kind of connect and get away from the boredom. And I just got handed a note by Cosetta, the boss. And oh, she the, said, the executive, producer. the executive producer. Yeah. She said, uh, to make sure that, uh, that you, uh, that I tell you that the Christmas jacket thief says, hello. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I dropped that on you earlier, you were like, what, what? <laughs> so, well, that, you, was, that was an awesome, awesome photo op with Cosetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she she's got. Uh, she was just showing me the pictures of that just uh, right before uh, you got on. So, uh, let me ask you. I'm I'm going to try to lighten the mood. How do you stay? How do you stay upbeat there, Miss uh, Mister Mummert? How do you uh, keep your uh, spirits up? Oh, yeah, you always was an upbeat guy. I, I remember working with you years ago at Station 5, and uh, I, I know that everybody was always happy coming in to work in the morning with you. So, Yes, we've, we've got a lot of good memories, and that's actually one of the things that uh, does bring me joy, just uh, catching up with friends and uh, going over all the great memories. And, you know, the older we get, even though I know, because I've heard you say it before that you basically have this photographic memory. I'm not quite that lucky. <laughs> yeah. I do, you know, I do have a, a decent memory still. Um, 
And one of the things that uh, just brings me great joy is those memories. And uh, that's why I really appreciate you doing this podcast. Uh, as far as uh, what I do with myself uh, to keep a upbeat outlook on things, is like I said, I volunteer. I'm uh, working with the Phoenix Fire Foundation, which mm-hmm. is the fire department's official charity. Of course, we also have the Phoenix Firefighters Charity, mm-hmm. which is the local 493's charity. And we work hand in hand on projects. And um, I'm also working with Arizona Search Dogs, wow. which is the uh, group that John Dean. John B. Dean, as opposed to John T. Dean, John B. Dean being the one at Homeland Security. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he has the search dogs for the FEMA team. And then I'm doing some work uh, going back to my PFN, Phoenix Fire Network days that you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. with uh, with the Emmy Awards, both regionally and nationally. So between all that stuff, it brings me a lot of joy. Those are all volunteer positions, and I, I really like them. And... Uh, it also reminds me that not only do you do the Breakfast Club, but I also wanted to mention that Kirby Whiskerhoff, uh, he is now retired, and he's also doing a little uh, afternoon, it's kind of a happy hour slash movie club. Yeah, no, Marvin Simmons is involved in that. and uh, Yeah, they say that it's called, I think Marvin called it Boys Night Out. Is that what they call that's, it? Yeah, that's Okay. I think that's the official line out. So, see, uh, see, that's my photographic memory coming in. <laughs> you, you beat me. And I've been there a bunch of times. And then uh, another outlet that retirees could get involved with, besides these two, are uh, as part of the Phoenix Fire Foundation. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the retirees have seen it, maybe not in the best of circumstances, but we have a, what we call the tribute truck, and it's an old fire truck yeah. that uh, Harold Shell and a team of volunteers restored, and it's a beautiful rig, and we we use it for uh, a lot of static displays, but we also use it for uh, retired firefighters' funerals, Yeah, and uh, that's available to anybody that wants to use it and... Uh, you know, if anybody needs any information on it, they can get to you and you can get to me or uh-huh. get to Harold Shell. It's on the on the website, uh, phoenixfirefoundation.org. Uh, I don't know if a lot of the retirees know about the yeah. fire department's charity, but, but check it out. It's a great resource. Wow. See, see, you are a professional. That's what I mean. You put out so much information and and just we've only been doing this for 14 minutes and you put out more information than I can put out in probably a half an hour or or 2 hours. So that's pretty good there, Mr. Mummer. Well, let me let me add one more thing speaking of that because we did have a conversation before we went on the air so to speak with the podcast and I want to uh ensure people and uh, uh, try to get them on board with the idea of being on the other end of the microphone on these podcasts with you because it's painless. You're just doing it from your home or wherever you're at. You're doing it on your phone and, uh, you know, you don't have to get dressed up and it's, it's really a piece of cake and it's so awesome to hear from people that we haven't maybe heard from at least since the last breakfast club or maybe even way beyond that. Mm-hmm. So I encourage, I encourage people to 
join you in this endeavor. Yeah, well, thank you there, Doug. I appreciate it. You know, so l- let me ask you uh, um, some of my trivial questions that I always ask people because I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out gr- strategies for some of the people out there. Uh, what's your shopping str- strategy in the great uh, during the COVID time, or, or do you just go like normal people do what you want to do, and are or do you uh, have a delivery mechanism and stuff like that? Because a lot of people have different means. I have some friends that do deliveries, have their deliver their food, or or go out uh, kind of like in the old uh, the Ponderosa days, go to town provision shopping once a week. So, what kind of strategy do you have, if any? Well, fortunately, earlier I said that I was blessed, and I'm blessed in more ways than one. I'm blessed with good health. So with good health, and I'm not super ancient yet, (laughs) and a little bit of common sense, I think you can lead a fairly normal life from our viewpoint of being a retiree if you have those things uh, in your your column, basically. You're not not super elderly. You're, You're... a healthy person, and you use common sense. Uh, I mean, common sense things, whether people want to admit it or not, is there's nothing wrong with wearing a mask around strangers and mm-hmm. uh, the social and the social distancing thing. I mean, I don't know where these people have been. I don't, you know, I'm not one of these uh, people that uh, the sky is falling, chicken mm-hmm. or any of that. I could use a little bit of common sense, and yeah. you know, I go about business but one thing i do is that i check with friends neighbors and family members and see how they're doing and see if while i'm out there doing my shopping run if i can pick them up anything and back in the earlier days of this whole thing when toilet paper and kleenex and uh, sanitizing wipes and all that stuff were hard to come by yeah I looked for that stuff for them and was able to uh, hook them up a little bit. So, you know, that's all we have to do is be good neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's beautiful. Now, uh, let me ask you, uh, we were talking about hobbies. Do you have like a creative outlet? Uh, do you play the guitar? you uh, paint? do any painting, writing, uh, you know, anything like that as a creative outlet? I'm not really all that creative outside of what I do professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like I said, I'm involved with the Emmy Awards, so I do know some things about television production. Wow. And I worked on the fire department's uh, radio show on KTAR for many yeah. years, so thanks to the people that gave me that opportunity, I learned a lot there. And so I have a few computer skills for yeah. being around all those smart people in the alarm room. And yeah. Medical services. And, uh, you know, I, I keep myself busy and I'm not ever going to be a, a music composer. I don't think, <laughs> but uh, I do, I do admire the people that are blessed with that talent. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I, I used to play the bass guitar years ago. And if I pick one up, it would sound like a cat. <laughs> torturing a cat so i stay away from that that's quite, that's quite a skill i've never heard that <laughs> yeah. so uh 
And then uh, one of the other things, uh, I want to ask this question of you because of your skill in this, in regards to media. I, w- I wanted to uh, ask you, is there an, some questions that you think I should ask that I haven't asked? You know, you've heard a couple of podcasts, I mean, the the, uh, the first episodes with the three different segments. Uh, do you see any other questions that I that might be material to our group and stuff? I think uh, kind of like when you did your interview to come on the job or if you were involved with interviews from the other side of the table, mm-hmm. one thing uh, you could ask any of your guests is, is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah. And, uh, maybe if they have something they want to get out there, they could... Uh, get it out there but i've noticed you're doing quite a great job of hosting and you really go through that 20 minutes in a hurry so yeah <laughs> we're not even gonna get to talk about all the stuff that you talk to others about but uh we yeah. didn't necessarily need to and this may not be the last time yeah no no what, what we we hope to do is uh do it around robin thing and have people the way the system is supposed to work say if someone sees uh, hears you i see you can't see you i'll scare people when i say that uh <laughs> when they hear you and they say oh i i'd like to ask doug something like th- uh about this in the alarm room or something like that and they can uh if they go to the podcast there's a uh, audio por- portion that you can leave a message for and what I'm thinking the podcast will evolve to is kind of an open conversation. So they'll see, well, you know, if Harlan, or just like give Harlan, for example, he raises goats. Well, somebody might be interested in goats. And and I didn't cover the question on the podcast, but they could leave a little um, a verbal uh, question. And then I could, uh, and towards the end of the podcast, I could get with together with Harlan and says, okay, this is a, a question that that such and such asked and you want to answer it and then put that down into the podcast. So uh, what I try to do is try to make it strike it up as a conversation, you know, that be a little bit interactive as much as you can. I think that's an excellent uh, tool to use. And another one is uh, perhaps people could leave their social media handles so if anybody wants to find me on social media it's usually just my name because mummert's not a common last name so there's not a ton of people beating the door down to get that name so mine's just at doug mummert m-u-m-m-e-r-t so uh you know i like to connect with people on social media that's one of my uh sidelines too okay well, we're we had already we're already at twenty two minutes, believe it or not. Now I'm going to give you the the um, the benefit to Peacock because I know you probably have an extended family. If you got any grandkids, you want to give a shout out to any new additions to the family. This is where I would ask you: Do you want to share that with us? Awesome. Well, I do have some new nieces and nephews that are. Uh right around the country and i haven't got to meet them yet so i'll just say a shout out to them and all my uh, friends and family a little closer to home and uh 
one thing we also didn't get to talk about, I'm going to give a shout out to my favorite TV programs because we didn't get to that. Okay. Oh, I'll yeah. Well, let's, about, let's forget about Andy Griffin. Oh, about yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I use that. That is such a Zen kind of deal. I use it for philosophy, Andy Griffin. And I thank the fire department because of that. You know, um, I, how I explain religion is what the Andy Griffin show, uh, episode, Mr. McBeavy. Do you remember oh, that? Uh, oh, heck yeah. He's got his 10 helping hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that show that I explained that to people and, and, uh, you know, that was such an impression. But then when you watch hundreds of episodes every lunchtime, uh, it kind of makes an impression on you. And don't forget, he can make smoke come out of his ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what other shows do you have that you want to talk about? Well, I'll just list them real quickly. Um, and they're all, they might have a theme besides Andy Griffith. That was the feel-good one where, like you say, you learn a lot of life lessons. Some other shows that probably you shouldn't learn a lot from are Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Breaking Bad, uh-huh. and Ozark. Mm-hmm. So, those are those are three that we would watch around the firehouse if I was still uh, working at the firehouse. I'll tell you, in Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston is amazing. Yeah. And in Ozark, I don't know if you've seen it, but no. Jason Bateman, check that show out. Jason Bateman, I never had uh, a, a real knowledge of his background before I watched that show. And uh, that guy's amazing. He writes it produces it stars in it directs it all kinds of stuff so he's a jack of all trades you wouldn't know it from seeing some of the other shows that he's been in oh did you see the hbo special he did um it was about uh a killer uh some type of supernatural killer he played in oh he uh he really cleaned up with that show. I'll have it on the next episode. I'll probably tell somebody, well, I was trying to say this. It just came out last season on HBO, and it was it was like, it was a, um, it just was an amazing, uh, you hang by the seat of your plant, pants show. But uh, I'll text you the name of it. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. I just wrote it down because, I, like I said, I don't have that photographic memory, but I know, I'm smart enough to know my limitations. Yeah, well, the photo just, oh, it's you know, it's the one where they used to have uh, uh, with Matthew McConaughey was on it. It's uh, It comes out every season, and Matthew McConaughey, okay. it was about, it's a detective story, like. And uh, one was Matthew Matthew McConaughey, and then one season was Vince Bond. So I'll I'll figure out what it is. It starts coming to me in drips and travel. So, but anyway, that well, that's uh, you know we've already used up our time, but uh, I don't think we'll be cutting anything out here. So uh, it's always you're such a great communicator, and I appreciate the praise that you've uh, bestowed on me. And I will add those. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to thank you. See, I'm not that good of a communicator. I interrupted. No, no, no. 
hey, you know, uh, in order to get an e- a word edgewise, you have to do that with me. <laughs> so that's what Cosetta told me. Yeah, she did. Yeah, uh, you know, she's she was the one who who told me all the rules. She said, Dwayne, make sure you listen to other people. Let them talk. You know, you how you like to talk. So. <laughs> Well, you're doing awesome, and I just wanted to give two last shout-outs. One is to all the veterans, because this week is Veterans Day week. Yeah. And uh, I was proud to be an Air Force veteran, still am. And also, I understand you're going to have Kim Faria on here talking about her community service. So yeah. shout-out to uh, Kim and all the people that are serving their community. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Okay. Well, hey, I was an Air Force veterans, too, 57150. So that's my. Oh, <laughs> that, see, uh, I don't, see, that's that photographic memory. I could come up with mine. Yeah, MOS 57150. That was uh, what I was in the Air Force, and you know what that was, right? Firefighter. <laughs> well, I should remember that because so was I. Yeah, so yeah, that's, so you were 57150. So. Yep, you started out as a 30. Yep, there, there you go. 50. All right. Okay. We're boring people now. We better cut, us, cut <laughs> okay. ourselves off. Well, hey, thank you, Doug, for doing this. I appreciate it. Take care, Dwayne. And people should do- download the app for this, which is called, I had to write it down myself. Anchor. Uh, because, what is it called? Anchor. Right? Anchor. And it's the Phoenix Thread on Anchor. Yeah. There you go. Because you could really surf it better if you have that app from spotify called anchor and then you can control it better so oh spotify the yeah what well, the phoenix thread on spotify that's what where it would come in anchor is another just another like spotify but see if Perfect. you if you use the anchor app you can uh, use the voice communication i don't think uh i don't think spotify allows you to do that but uh i'll check it out so i'll have i'll have the answer later well thanks a lot doug have a good day and and happy Veterans Day. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, everyone. We are here with Kim Perea. So let's have a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> see i like to play with the soundboard anyway oh, yeah. so uh kim this is going to be real easy you'll probably be over it in uh in no time so uh but if i have to ask a question it'll be a little bit longer so uh, re-ask a question anyway so what we do is we just talk about uh just normal things so the first question right. is uh I'm going to ask you is tell us about your average day. Oh, my average day. Goodness. Uh, retirement is amazing. Um, I speak to either my children or a grand, my grandchildren every day. I have four grown children, uh, 13 grandbabies and the oldest <laughs> is five. Uh, I need to clarify that I have four in heaven. I have nine on earth, so um, they're pretty close in age. Mm. Um, uh, Up until a recent injury, I was working out every day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I try to eat healthy and uh, work out, stay healthy, read, keep up on the news. 
Um, life is pretty full, and by the time it's time to go to bed, I'm pretty exhausted. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think it was Marvin Simmons who told me the, uh, the freest year you'll have in retirement is the first year. Because after that, you start filling in everything, and then you just get, (laughs) just retirement becomes another job, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. But you know what? I have more choices um, than I ever did when I was in the midst of raising kids. So it's how you leverage your time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, 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 you've always been a, a, a great, um, what should I say it? A person that uh, understood how to, uh, that control their time, a good time manager. That's what I would say. Okay. Well, uh, and the other questions I would ask, I, I don't, I don't think you ever have any t- uh, time to do this, but do you have any hobbies? Oh yeah, of course I do. Of course oh. I do. <laughs> I have a, a nonprofit mm-hmm. uh, ministry. Uh, we started a food bank. Uh, well, I actually started Arizona Compassion in Action in 1991, um, and 22 years ago, we added to that a weekly food bank every Thursday, um, and it went from one um, church, Glendale Christian Church, to Desert Breeze two and a half years ago, um, so it's been running for 22 years, and then we started another one in northern Arizona two and a half years ago. Wow. So collectively, between the two, um, between the two food banks, we also give away clothing and furniture and appliances, and we try to assist um, seniors on a fixed income. We don't get a lot of money, but we get a lot of in-kind donations. Uh, Tufton Needle um, has donated uh, mattresses to us, so wow. when I get a call sometimes from the CR program or from a domestic abuse shelter, um, they're requesting maybe furniture or mattresses or clothing. So, um, we have seven storage units right now filled with donated items and, uh, we receive that, uh, and give it away. We have zero paid staff. Wow. So that keeps me, yeah, that's a pretty big hobby. Yeah. Now when you ask for donations, is everything has to be in perfect working order or is, is there somebody there that can do a little fixing on it or something like that? It, it kind of depends on what it is. If it's something that we're in uh, desperate need of um, and it's something that's an easy, easy fix, um, then we can do that. We've taken in some um, refrigerators that um, or a washing machine maybe that isn't working. Um, but right now our storage units are fairly full. Um, it's, it, and I've been praying for a lot of years to have a, an actual facility that we can take things in and maybe a volunteer that could uh, receive and um, help um, distribute things. So, um, no, it doesn't have to be in perfect order, but we can't always receive everything. But we also... Yeah. Um, we also network with a couple other organizations. Teen Challenge is one of them. And Teen Challenge um, is an organization that helps people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol, uh, pornography, a um, bunch, of, bunch of different things that kind of lead us down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And they've got an 87% success rate. Um, they receive zero financial donations from uh, the government. So they're 
So they take in items and have a forever yard sale. But we, we support them in a big way. Oh, that's good. Monty and I do. Well, mm-hmm. you know what I what probably would be a good thing for you guys to have, which I found out just recently, was printers. There's no printers that you can't buy them. So if you can get used printers, yeah, you ought to start accepting those because they'll be worth the oh. wait and go. <laughs> so, oh, well, yeah. that's good to know because there's been a lot of times that people offer us printers and uh, we haven't had a place to, you know, um, we couldn't find any value because unless they had the, um, what do you call it, the uh, uh, disk in order to download that oh. so that it could interface with your computer, um, they seem to be pretty pretty useless oh well every manufacturer just fyi every manufacturer has their drivers online so just go online and put in the model number and they'll drop it into your computer so just wow just a little fyi yeah (laughs) okay thank you thank you see it's a quid pro quo almost Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to ask you this question, but I know that I don't think there's ever a downbeat in Kim's life. But uh, how do you stay upbeat, Kim? Ah, probably my faith, my family, and my friends. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And 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 to say that I that I don't have down days would quite honestly not be true. Yeah. Um. I've had I've had down days, but I think I. You know, I surround myself with people who keep my batteries charged. Yeah. I I get up in the morning between usually between two and three and um, start my day with prayer and exercise and you know something good to eat. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Two and three. Left. You're beating me. I get up at uh, four twenty <laughs> and I think I'm an early bird. <laughs> well, that you're, is. That is early. Yeah. That is that that is no doubt early. But you know, I don't stay up real late either. Yeah. Well, the me- you know, oh, I try I, to try to be in bed before ten. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a follow up question to that last question. Is that what what have you found in life that brings you joy? Oh, every day. Wow. Um, unsolicited hugs, kisses, and I love you from my from my family um encouragement from from maybe finding out that maybe our our food bank uh was was there at the right time for somebody or um even during the day what i'll do um i i try to be i try to be sensitive to things that are around me um i started I, I do this occasionally. I haven't done it as much. Um, I, I haven't done it at all since COVID. But what I used to do is uh, there were times that I would um, feel kind of led to, to um, pick somebody up at a bus stop and mm-hmm. take them somewhere and find out their story. And I tell you, I have found some incredible, incredible stories that there is no way I would have heard them otherwise. I met mm-hmm. a woman one time that I picked up and found out. Um, she was uh, African-American, but she spoke with a very strong Spanish accent, which I found to be kind of different. Yeah. And when I asked her her story, I found out that when she was very young, she was uh, sold into sex slavery. And she was able to break into Colombia. She spent her time in Colombia, and she broke broke away. And when she did, 
she came here and her uh, her life's mission is to get women off the streets mm. to get them um, educated there's no way i would have found out that story if i you know just by day-to-day life mm-hmm. so i just try to be sensitive to the spirit yeah well that's good because i always said that that's what i liked about the fire department i call it uh a humanities degree because mm-hmm. you uh got to talk to all kinds of different people and, uh, and see things from their side of life yeah. so uh yeah. you know and i i'm so thankful for that education so you oh, know absolutely it it's changed my life a lot so uh My next question here is, uh, and I know you probably don't have any time for this, but uh, I always ask everybody to try to get the same kind of questions. We may go off script a little bit, but uh, Mm -hmm. what is some of the the your TV watching gems? A lot of people have these shows that they like to watch or or stream and stuff like that. So uh, I always like to uh, look uh, ask that question because you might bring somebody in on a genre that that might bring some joy to their their life or bring something that they didn't know about and you know just uh, kind of break up the monotony of sitting there watching the same and doing the same thing over and over again. Um. Yeah. Um. Monty and I, our genre is pretty, pretty wide. Um, I probably years ago was more of a Hallmark person. Oh, but, yeah. Um, quite, but quite honestly, um, I, I like to watch uh, Chicago Fire Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays. I like watching Chicago Fire. I love, I love some of the comedy reruns. Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Um, King of Queens, uh, Modern Family, yeah. uh, Big Bang. We watch a lot of that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. I I like to laugh, and we've also uh, recently been spending a little more time on YouTube ah. and um, surfing. You know, um, specific uh, subjects and stuff, and you can find just about anything. Yeah, have I you? Love, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to oh, say, I was have you? Go ahead, go ahead. You, it's it's all about oh, you. I'll, yeah. I'll interject no, when no, you no, finish. No. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, one of the things that I really, really enjoyed, um, two, two programs that really didn't make it too very long, but I thought the idea was great. Uh, off the Rockers, where older people were punking the younger generation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Betty White. I, yeah, I did. I liked that show, too. And then they resurrected um, Candid Camera. Mm-hmm. But... Neither one of those really made it. I thought both of the ideas were really, really good, but for some reason it just, apparently it wasn't mainstream enough. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's so much content out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like uh, when you said Hallmark, I watched so so much Hallmark Christmas shows on there, and now mm-hmm. all the Christmas mm-hmm. shows are on again, and I've seen them, you know, two or three times, so... That's uh, sure. one of the gyms I like to watch is Hallmark. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so and they, but uh, when you said Hallmark, I said, yeah, we're on the same page there. So <laughs> yeah. well, it's kind of nice to watch things that don't make you blush in front of your family yeah. and your grandkids. You well, know what I mean? So. Well, sometimes you make you uh, it takes away the uh, the what's happening in the world and kind of, you know, makes you sure. uh, long for uh 
days when you didn't have to think, you know, have anything else on your mind. I like just watching right. crazy stuff like, uh, you know, just watching shows where you don't have to think, you know, you just have to right. feel. There you right. go. You just feel mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. visceral. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, I know that you have a large family. How is your mom and your dad? Uh, both my parents, uh, thankfully, are both alive. Uh, my father um, had moved in with uh, Monty and I and lived here for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still alive. He is uh, currently living with uh, my our daughter in um, Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. My mom is still alive. She's about a 15-minute commute from uh, where I li- live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually spend a lot of time with uh, with both our parents. We... Um, are fortunate enough to have more than one home. And yeah. so um, oftentimes I'll pick one or both of my parents up. Um, usually I spend time with them individually, not so much collectively. My yeah. dad could do that. In fact, if it were up to him, they'd still be back together. Yeah. But my mom, um, my mom couldn't have it, but she can be in the same room and sometimes they can even play cards together. Yeah. Nice. Well, remember, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw how amicable. They were together when I spent a night mm-hmm. at your cabin uh, a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, they they do get along, you know, well. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and that's that's great. But then, you know, I envy you so much oh. because you have your parents in your life. I lost all my both of my parents when I was 36. So mm-hmm. and I. And I envy someone who's, uh, you know, almost the same age. I'm a little older than you, but almost the same age with me. And you have you have the 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 opportunity and the gift to call your parents and bounce ideas off of them and then get a yeah. hug from them. And I'm so envious of that. So you're blessed in more ways well, than any time any any time you need a hug or kiss from any one of my parents either of my parents i will hook you up okay <laughs> okay so it may not be exactly the same yeah but, uh, well you know proxy. yeah that's true so uh i know the other question the other part of my question i kind of flubbed it but i did i remembered i i met your parents but uh, mm. what are your shopping strategies? Because, you know, everyone's got I've got a shopping strategy, which I do once a week. I go shopping. Do you have like a fam? because you have a, a, a big extended family? Do they have Do you guys kind of do a division of labor thing and shopping or are you just uh, just do it like you used to? Um, no, I don't do it like I used to. Uh, out of respect for my husband and my uh, parents, I I have to be a little bit more intentional. And quite honestly, um, I think that that um, you know they always associate women with loving to shop, and I don't have that gene. I hate <laughs> to shop. I really do. I don't, you know I'll get in there and I'll get lost and and find people that I've never met before and carry on a conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm pretty intentional. Uh, Monty and I are, um, we have a communication board and we'll list the things that we need. Mm-hmm. And um, if either of us are going out, what we'll do is look up there and see if it's, you know, a Walmart thing or if it's a, a Safeway thing or, you know, um, and then we'll pick it up as as we go out. Um, I, I like to have 
both the refrigerator and freezers kind of full. Mm -hmm. So when I do shop, it's usually kind of a a big deal. Uh, I do that maybe once, once a month, but then we'll have to stop, you know, once a week or so to pick up some of the other things I have had, um, gardens in the past, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's a little difficult when you have more than one house to try to keep everything, you know, fertilized and watered. And so I've been able to do it, but, um, what do you grow in your garden? I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, I, no, no, I've been able to uh, grow kale and tomatoes and, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, broccoli. Um, I haven't done real well with uh, watermelon or strawberries, mm-hmm. but I've done uh, peppers and um, golly, a bunch of different, bunch of different things. No. It, you can grow just about anything. You can take a a potato and quarter it, and bury one of the quarters in the ground, and it'll grow but, uh, another potato. Wow. Now, uh, I've learned I've learned a lot from my daughter actually. Oh, is she is she quite the gardener too? Also. She's she's got quite the uh quite the green thumb. No, that's great. That's great. Hey, um is it is the the return worth the labor you put into it? That's what I'd like to know. Absolutely it is because when you buy something from the store, um I'm a little suspect of, of how it was grown, um, where it was grown, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of chemicals. I'm, I'm pretty, take kind of a holistic approach when it comes to, uh, what I, what I eat, what I prepare. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want something that's, uh, been dusted with pesticides or, or anything that's going to cause any, any issues later. Mm-hmm. Um, so. When I grow it, I know exactly what's gone into it. Well, I'm going to have to get back to you and ask you because I'd like to do right. a garden in a back. You know the person, yeah, I the know. The person you. to talk to who the person to talk to with that is uh, John Mills. John uh, Mills. John Mills. Oh my gosh, he has quite the garden. I'm. You talk about envious. He mm-hmm. he, he and his wife have it together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, they've got. Uh, yeah, an, an amazing system in their backyard. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I'll take it. I'll take that on advisement. There. Uh, tell me, um, what do you miss about the breakfasts that we used to have? I miss. Uh, I miss the friendship. I miss the connection. You know, I know that there's been a few people that uh, had come to the breakfasts that are no longer with us. Yes. They'll never. You know, uh, we. We won't see him at another breakfast. Um, I think what you and your wife did uh, was to um, open up an opportunity for retirees. Some people aren't as um, don't make friendships as easily, mm-hmm. um, and I think that it's really good for them. And I think it's really good to connect with people that I worked with in the past, and it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. So I I just miss the fellowship. Yeah. Well, you know, we were looking at, um, you know, John Wynn passed away recently. Right. And we were. I was, I went there. Yeah. So, okay. So you were there. At the, that was the last mm-hmm. breakfast uh, that we had uh, with him. And it's oh, almost. I, oh, you I'm went sorry, to his funeral. his funeral. No, no, no. Funeral. We yeah, we had I'm a breakfast sorry. with him. Um, and oh, we had pictures that. of the of him at the breakfast. So 
you know, oh. that was pretty special because, you know, we, yeah. and that's the sad thing. You never know if it's going to be the last time you see a person. So, right. you know, and, and, and one wise person told me, and that's why you cherish every moment. So it's because you don't know Absolutely. that. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. No, so good point. Yeah. So you see, we're we've already finished uh, uh, twenty minutes, and uh, there you okay. go. I, I'm going to ask you one more question, just for a fill in. I said, okay. have you done anything that uh, would be considered creative, like painting, photography, or anything like that? Um, I've always been kind of a crafty person. Yes. Um, and you knew about the uh, dolls that I, I did, did. That I got I a did. hat on years ago, right? Yeah. Um, I, I do a lot of different things. I'll see something, and if I can create it without purchasing a lot of other things, um, because it's it's easy to collect things, and then what do you do with it later, you know, if you don't use it? So I try, yeah, I, I do a lot of crafting items. I'll, I'll see something and try to recreate it. I've made some of my own cards. Your mm-hmm. wife is very good about um, doing doing those on her computer. And oh, yeah. Well, we, we, Your we, wife we... is one of the most thoughtful people I've ever met in my <laughs> lifetime. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she's uh, she is amazing. So, uh, you know, and I... I'll, we were she did a podcast with me at uh together and uh she said she didn't like listening to her voice and everybody who listened to her (laughs) said oh you have a wonderful voice so but uh she's got a wonderful voice yeah she does she has a better voice than me so (laughs) but anyway better voice and myself as well yeah. Well, no, you have a you have a commanding voice. You have a really good voice. And what I was going to suggest to you is that since you're such a crafty person and I'm just offering it up there because if you do. You have done a lot of crafty things. Did you ever have your own YouTube channel? No, I never have. Yeah, I never have. Well, that would be something. I bet you you would be uh, you would explode if you did something like that. Just even just doing the dolls with the picture on it, and uh, you know, just showing them the basic concept, and then you know, maybe you could just get into the business of doing the the photograph part of the doll. You know, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there because I know a lot yeah. of people that do that, you know, didn't know that they were going to be really good on YouTube. And then the next thing you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they explode. I have a cousin who's uh, he's on one of the reality shows. Uh, what is the reality mm-hmm. show? Uh, he's on um, Storage Wars. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so if you ever see him, his name is Kenny. So he's on storage walls. Yeah. And he has his own YouTube channel and uh, stuff like that. And he has candies that he sells online. So, uh, you know, he hasn't exploded yet, but, you know, he's mm-hmm. only half hearted doing it because every season he goes back to the show. So uh, sure. if, he, if he put his time and, you know, did it, um, you know, uh, full out. Because he's more humorous than I am. You know, he's got a very good sense of humor, very good timing. Mm-hmm. He would do real well. Mm-hmm. And But see, you're personable. 
and you have you don't have to have a good sense of humor, but you're personable. People, uh, you know, you have a soothing voice. People would like to hear your voice and stuff. And, uh, you know, and you've got uh, see, see how loud that was. That was a sheet of paper. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I'm well, not going to put. I'm not going to put this. I would, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was just going to say, if I ever had to pursue something, something that's been on my heart for a long time, uh, is to write a book. Oh. I think that um, you know about the uh, the attitude of gratitude, the things mm-hmm. that I'm grateful for. Yeah. The other thing is, I've had a lot of people uh, try to push me into politics. Yeah. And um, I, I. I'd like to, but I, I don't want to be owned by something either. So yeah. we, we, I, I would have to see. Um, yeah. And, and Monty kind of likes our lifestyle the way that it yeah, is. Yeah, well, because then you open yourself up to, and that's the one so, thing. I like my life to be is, uh, uh, you right, know, if I open the window, I don't mind you looking in, but I don't want you looking in all the time. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want. Yeah. You see, if I open the window and I say, "Okay, this is what I want you to see." I don't want you to make mm-hmm. uh, to do a dissection of my life because you know I I don't uh, you know I'm I'm pretty private person, so I don't want sure, people sure. looking into it like that, and so um, that's why I would never want to do anything like that. But hey, you know, a lot of people do so. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have mm-hmm. any problem with it. But, and, you know, as long as your heart's in the right place, there's probably right. no reason for it. And a lot of people become very good at it uh, because they, you know, they're working to uh, make it better world for people. So, you know, it's, that's, mm-hmm. that's really good. So anyway, uh, you know how far we w- went into this? I am at 27 minutes See oh how goodness. fast oh that was. Goodness. That's amazing. That was it was. See, and a lot of people think, "Oh, what are you going to do for for twenty minutes? That seems like forever." But once you get talking, it goes fast. So, what I'm going to do right now is thank you for your time, and uh, you keep keeping on with your uh, your charities. Uh, you have uh, always been that way, and I think that uh, maybe that's why you have such a. Uh, uh, You've been blessed so much with the, uh, having the presence of your parents in your life and, wow. um, you know, and having a, a really good family. You know, we didn't get into the family, so we're going to have to make that. See, we're going to do this around robin thing. So we'll come back All to right. you later on. And then the way okay. this works towards the end of it is that uh, when we put up the podcast, somebody can go in there and leave a verbal message to you. And what I'll do is contact you and they'll say, well, they'll ask him about, you know, something about that. Maybe it's the dolls with faces on them, whatever happened to them. Mm -hmm. And then you'll answer the question Mm -hmm. and it'll be put into this the next podcast or the next one after that. So it'll be like a, an open rapport. So anyway, that's my thought process. I don't, I don't know if it'll work out. You know, this, this thing will probably just fizzle on the vine and go away. But uh, (laughs) no, I think it's a wonderful thing that you've had the uh, breakfast and that you're doing this. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I waited as long as I could, but you know, people have been continually wanting to do something. So I said, 
you know, this is safe and this will actually get you to to see what everybody's doing. You know, it's the same thing as the breakfast. We check up on each other. So, you know, that's no, don't thank me. (laughs) You know, it's not is it's just something that I I feel I have to do because I think that uh, uh, the group needs it. You know, the we need to we need to know that how we're doing, you know. Because we uh-huh. all connected with each other, and it's a shame that uh, we've had this uh, this uh, what do you call it uh, pandemic uh, you know thing that right. goes on, and uh, you know that we have three members that had COVID, so so that's oh, uh, and I none do. of them none of them has passed. We're gonna knock on wood right. for that. But the uh, well, I knew. Are you able to say? Because I know Jack for one. Yeah, yeah, Jack, and we have another one, but I don't know if I could say. And then we had a widow, and she had it, and she stayed at home and uh, treated herself. And she told me, she said, "Dwayne, you know, people call this thing a jerk, a joke, but it is Mm -hmm. horrible." She said, "It's Mm. the worst thing I've ever had," and she fought it by herself. So I check in on her every now and then. She and Aww. she's never even uh, she's never even uh, came to any of the breakfast. I put her on the list and I try to coax her out. And so one day we hope that she'll be there. But uh, this part of the podcast is not going to be in that. But yeah. So but okay. but they told me. But she told me almost everyone who's had it told me, "Oh yeah, I don't want to. You don't want to have this. This is the worst thing I've ever had in my life." So, well, my son got it. Yeah. So, how's he doing? What, uh, he didn't even know he had it. Wow. And uh, and I said, so what were your symptoms? Because they they test him continually. It was my was actually my seal. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and they said uh, they went ahead and tested and said, no, you're positive. He lost his sense of taste mm-hmm. for twenty four hours. Wow. That was it. Well, hey, he's yeah. lucky. And he's a and he's a yeah. w- really in shape guy too. So he, he yeah, you know, he, he had all the he had the uh, wind at his back in that time, you know. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, is that that's why the you know elderly uh, the people that uh, that when they get it, it becomes like a um, you know it it's the gift that keeps giving. Like one one of the persons told me that now he's on blood thinners. Uh, he has, he had a blood clot that went into his, uh, uh, spleen. Okay. And, uh, the, uh, one widow, I think she's got scarring on the lungs cause I talked to her. She had need, she went to the doctor, the doctor tested her and that's it. And I said, you need to go get your lungs checked, get an x-ray, wow. have, have something mm-hmm. look at you. I said, because you can have scarring on your lungs. You need to get, uh, some more tests done because, uh, when I talked to her, she had the gravelly voice and coughing. And so, oh, no. and this is uh, months after she's had it. So, you know, it, it, your son is, has no gravelly voice and he, he's not coughing. So I would venture to say that there's some long-term um, problems that she may have. So uh, anyway, but, you know, and I, I tend to let people tell what they want to tell I, you know i can talk into like sure. uh, uh what he, i talk like uh, 
in um, just generalities, but I'm not, I don't want to put it out there if they don't want to put it out there because the one person, the one other than Jack, the male, he was in, um, he was in there and almost died in ICU and didn't tell me until he came out of ICU. He said, well, I didn't want anybody to know that I was in there. So, (laughs) so anyway, that's why I said, uh, I'm not going to go into, you know, dropping anybody's name because if you don't want to tell nobody when you're in ICU, you're, you probably don't want anybody to know. So anyway, well, hey, thank you very much. You know, I could talk to you forever and I have talked to you for 33 minutes. So I'm going to cut out. It's going to be 20 minutes. So half of this is going to be on the cutting room floor. So you're guaranteed, but we're just having a conversation and uh, catching up. So uh, we will finish the rest of the questions in your, in the next Ron Robbins session, round Robin session um, in the future and uh, stand by and I'll send you a link to the, uh, the first full podcast should be up in a couple of days. So, and I will send you a link and you can give me, text me your criticism. (laughs) You got it. Okay. Well, have a good day and tell Monty I said, hello. I sure will. I sure will Dwayne and say hello to Cosetta. I will. Okay. You take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody, we are here with Pat Cantalny, the former union president of Local 493. Uh, hello, Dwayne, I, I, and uh, hello to everybody else. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, great, great, great. Hey, uh, you know, Pat, um, I'm just going to ask you a couple of a few questions, and these things usually take on a life of their own after we start the f- first few questions. So uh, one of the questions I ask people is tell us about your average day. What do you do average since you retired? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, uh, I sleep later. So, <laughs> so that's, that's always good. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, more recently on, uh, I have a schedule on Monday, Wednesdays and Friday where I'm able to go to, uh, North Phoenix Baptist church to, to work out. And then the other days, my wife and I will, um, we have a little dog and we'll take uh, the dog up to, uh, there's a little restaurant we like to go to, Moon Valley Cafe, where we can sit outside uh, with our dog and we'll have breakfast there. And then uh, we have a three and a half year old grandson. So I'll, I'll go over and, and uh, visit my son, Patrick Jr. And, uh, and, and see our grandson. Or I'll go see one of my other kids or just uh, stay at home and watch the news and read the newspaper. So it's a, it's, uh, we're, we're fortunate that it's a, it's a fairly relaxed um, atmosphere and a relaxed program. So. Oh, okay. So, um, so you're not, not currently involved in any business ventures or anything like that. You're just completely retired and enjoying life then. Well, I, I have, I have some investments. Uh, a friend of mine and I, we bought a couple of old buildings in downtown Phoenix, and I, I spent most of my career at Station One, and actually three different Station Ones, the original Station One on First Street and Jefferson, and then when it moved to Second Street and Madison, and then after that to 
Fourth Avenue and Van Buren. So I spent my most of my career in downtown Phoenix. And before that, I went to school at St. Mary's High School, which was at that time, it was on Third Street in Polk. And before that, when I was growing up, my parents would take us downtown because that's that's where the theaters were and that's where the shopping was. So uh, I probably spent 50 of my 70 years in, in some fashion or another in downtown Phoenix. So we bought uh, a couple of old buildings on Fourth Avenue and Van Buren and 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 refurnished them. One now is a it's called State Forty Eight Brewery, and the other is a concert venue called the Van Buren. Mm-hmm. So that that was a uh, that was a lot of fun, and it was interesting, and it's it's been pretty successful. Yeah. So that you know that doesn't take a lot of work now that they're finished and operating, but you know we still. Uh, spend a little bit of time down there. Oh, okay. Now, um, I always like to uh, ask the people about their hobbies. Do you have any hobbies? I I love to read, okay. and I'm I guess you can call that a, as a hobby. But I I if I'm not spending time with my family, then uh, then I'm either watching the news or I'm reading, and uh, I spend a lot of time reading. Um, so I. I um, read a lot about the Civil War, about okay. the Korean War, about World War Two, yeah. and then uh, certain uh, nonfiction books that I enjoy also. So I mm-hmm. say, if I had a hobby, it would be reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, my and my daughter is a voracious reader. So, how many books do you think you throw go through in uh, in like a, a month or something like that? I, I probably I probably go through a couple books a month. Oh, okay. uh, it just I, it really depends on how long how long they are. Sometimes I'll reread something, but I'd say on average probably two a month. Yeah. Well, you know uh, when you talk about reading, uh, we both got a connection. We both uh, like to go to Costa Rica, and I yes. when I was in Costa Rica. I was in a complex with a bunch of Americans, and that's what I used to do. I used to read like uh, two or three books a day, and it rains. Wow. Of course, you know it rains every day in Costa yes. Rica. Yeah. And so, yeah, it does rain a lot there. So uh, I would read see, a what book. A be- what a beautiful country. Oh, it's, it is. It is. It's fabulous. Yeah, and the super people. Uh, you know, I'm still friends with people. Last time I was there in 2012, and I still um, pen pals and going places and hanging out with people, the Costa Ricans that come here and they visit. And so we're really, but that's all about me. I'm, I'm stealing. My wife told me, she said, you steal stuff when you're doing your podcast. So stop that. So, anyway. <laughs> well, so they're, they're some of the friendliest people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's a, an amazing country. Most people don't realize that it's the, the second oldest Republic in the Western hemisphere. The yeah. only, country that has been a, a republic longer than costa rica is the united states wow yeah wow. Yeah. yeah it's it's and go ahead and the uh the lady who is the uh she's the uh female vice president of costa rica i think her name is kim bastos she was the first uh black uh, uh, vice president in the Western Hemisphere. Ooh. So uh, Kamala Harris will be the second. And <laughs> yeah. So she reached out to her to congratulate her and, 
and welcome her as a female black vice president. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Um, See, there's something I didn't know. See, uh, do you still go there? You still have a place there? Yes. Uh, we, uh, we, we were there actually a year ago this month mm-hmm. uh, with some friends of ours. Uh, but because of the COVID and everything, oh, they, yeah. they, they shut the country down. And so we haven't been able to, to go back. Uh, yeah. We'll probably go back maybe February or March, depending on on the whole COVID thing, um, mm-hmm. and maybe later. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to get vaccinated first before I, I do any international traveling. Yeah. So well, yeah. I have a friend that's a firefighter there. In fact, that's how I met him, and he's uh, and he told me I I said so. How's everything in Costa Rica? He said, oh, it's pretty bad, Twain. We lost ten people. And I said, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, here's, here's a little interesting fact. Um, uh, our former fire chief, uh, Alan Brunacini, went was invited to Costa Rica and went down and taught a, a class on uh, fire command, and they use his book for their command procedures. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I delivered one of his book, hand-signed by Chief Brunacini, to my friend that was a firefighter, and he sent me a picture of him and Brunacini. He was part of that command class. So, small <laughs> <That's> world. <great. laughs> yeah, so, that's amazing. Yeah, so it, I, I think they gave me the command book was in Spanish. Uh, Kevin Roach was, was working oh, down wow. there, and he said, uh, I asked him about getting a... Co- fire command and he said oh do I, does he speak english said, yeah he speaks english he said well if i give him one in spanish and he said why don't you go in there and have bruno sign it and so i did so but uh yeah well, it, that and he sent me a picture um probably about six months or a year before bruno died he sent oh, me a picture wow. with him and bruno together so you know well, that shows you what a what a small world it is yeah it is it is so uh, you know, I've always noticed something about you, Pat. I've never seen you uh, really pissed off or anything. So tell me, uh, how do you, what's your strategy for staying upbeat? Well, I, I, I realize how fortunate that I, that I am. Mm-hmm. I know my background and uh, my parents and I learned from them and, um, because I read so much about history, I try to put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, this country and the whole world uh, has been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I put myself in perspective in that. And I just I know that I'm very fortunate to have done the things that I've done and be where I am and have the family that I have. And so I really don't have a lot to be upset about. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a pretty lucky guy. Yeah, well, then, that's true. When you can find something, uh, uh, look at yourself as fortunate instead of a victim. That's sure. really good. So, uh, well, and you, you know, you look at you, you look at how difficult things are for other people, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you look at what we have, and um, we're, we're in a pretty good position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, being firefighters, especially Phoenix firefighters. Uh, We've had a great time. Oh, yeah. What 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 tremendous opportunities that we've had. Uh, so yeah. Well, I always said uh, people. I asked me. Said, so what was the great thing about being a firefighter? I said, getting my degree in humanities. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that is 
That is so true. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, it was. It showed me. It let me expose me to so many different peoples, and it gave me such a different perspective of life. And it grew. I think it grew me as an individual. I'm sure that did to you. But uh, right. you know, that's that's basically the way I see it. So uh, you know, maybe I I'm jaded, or uh, you know. I I got something different. I can talk to another person. They got something totally different. But I think for the vast majority of people think they're lucky to be a firefighter. So, oh, you know. absolutely. You know, I I tell people I've I've had four careers, mm-hmm. and uh, the thing that I've enjoyed the most, and the career that I enjoyed the most, without question, was being a Phoenix firefighter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, very, very fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I'll tell you something there, Pat. I didn't realize the um, the uh, popularity of the Phoenix Fire Department until I traveled, uh, get, left the country, and how people used to light up when I used to tell them, "Well, I'm a firefighter for Phoenix," and I never even thought of gave it a second thought. But gosh, it was. <laughs> You know, I uh, led tabletop discussions about the Phoenix Fire Department in uh, a number of foreign countries. And it was an amazing feeling that I, you know, I felt that I did not deserve. I just felt like I was just a firefighter. But uh, well, you're part you you you're part of a family and uh, people people's eyes light up and they welcome you. I, I remember Bruce Varner told me a story. He was in London and he stopped in a in a firehouse mm-hmm. and he introduced himself and he was talking to, to the guys there. And, you know, he, he told me he was from the Phoenix fire department and uh, they, they, were, they asked him all kinds of questions. And then they told him, you know, uh, you know, you're not the first Phoenix firefighter that we've met. Mm-hmm. And he says, Oh yeah. And uh, so the guy reaches in his, his pocket and he pulls out a business card and it's Carlos Cobos. <laughs> he, said, he said, Carlos uh, was by here a couple of years before you. And wow. so he was the first Phoenix firefighter we met. Wow. So, that is. And that's uh, just how uh, Phoenix Fire Department is recognized worldwide. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and that's the, uh, whenever I was lost, of course, you've been to Costa Rica and you know that they don't have any street signs and no, <laughs> no, there's no addresses. Yeah. There's it's no all, addresses. Yeah. It's all, uh, you know, it's uh, a quarter of a mile North of yeah. this, uh, hotel or this restaurant or, but it's, uh, no, there's no, it's except in downtown San Jose, they yeah. don't use addresses in yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah, that is a strange thing. And then I asked them, oh, yeah. so why don't you change that? And they said, well, he said, we know where we're going. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a problem. Yeah, there. we ain't got any problem with it. But uh, no, but it, when I used to get lost, I would find a fire station and stuff like that. Right. And oh, gosh, they oh. Would, I would have to stay there for a half an hour because they would want to uh, talk to me and stuff like yeah. that. So it, I found out that that was uh, really uh, an icebreaker that uh, I right. feel that few right. people ever have. But anyway, I'll get off that because we could sit up there and pat each other on the back all day. For right. <laughs> but uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, and I was sure. talking to you just uh, the other day and we were talking about my interview with Doug Mummert and he 
before I left the interview, he said, well, Dwayne, you didn't ask me about my uh, TV gems. So uh, I'll make sure I ask you, do you have any like TV shows that you are really into that you think are really profound? Well, uh, you know, I, 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 probably, I probably watch more news than anything else, but I, uh, I, I like uh, Fargo. I think it's on the fourth season now. Oh, okay. And of course, we all got through the Game of Thrones. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm watching a, a, a series now. Um, it's called Taboo, and it's about it's about uh, it's set in England. Uh, uh, Tom Hardy is the star, and it's kind of the what's going on between the East India trading company and right after the revolutionary war in the United, in the United States. And so it's, it's pretty interesting, but uh, it's a lot of, a lot of good programs. Uh, My wife and I used to, we would always enjoy going, going to the movies, going and uh, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. So we watch, we watch a lot of, a lot of TV. If I'm not reading, we're watching TV or, or spend time with our family. Yeah, well, that's that, that's important. You know, I haven't seen my grandkids but, in a little while, so at least you're getting to see them. So, uh, so uh, Doug Mummert, I'm sure, is watching uh, Andy and Opie. You know? <laughs> yeah, he does. What, <laughs> he does what he says, Andy, no, he's, and, and he's, we. He's a, He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. He, uh, he, I, I did not know the amount of uh, careers he's had and all of the stuff he's got his fingers into. It's an amazing. So, But that's what this is all about, see, because every time we go to a breakfast, we're superficially talking. And this sometimes this thing goes very deep into uh, really getting to know the people. So, yeah. Well, so, uh, I, I, I really appreciate the breakfasts that you and Cosetta put together. So it gives us a chance to, to see retirees and people that, uh, that you really care about and haven't seen in a while. So uh, I'm looking forward to when that starts again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, yeah, I miss, I miss the breakfasts and that, and that was the, yeah. uh, the, imp, the uh, reason for the podcast. Cause I thought, wow, I'm letting the, the people haven't been to a breakfast in seven or eight months. So I, I got to do something to um, at least keep them involved and connected. So this is uh, the idea I came up with, and hopefully it, it it's been pretty successful on the uh, um, oh, great the downloads. Great. I, I didn't expect to get but twenty people, or if I thought that the second episode I would get like maybe fifteen people. We've already downloaded; it's been downloaded thirty times, so that's pretty good. So and one that's great yeah so we're doing good with that so let me ask you an uh, uh kind of a uh, a crazy question it says have has your uh dependency on the computer uh driven you to the point that if something were to happen to your computer you would go crazy well it's uh it's funny you say that because um everybody is so dependent on on computers and smartphones um what is really scary is if there's if there ever breaks out to a uh, an international conflict, one of the things that countries will do is try to shut down the internet of the other country. Yeah, because we're so dependent in every step of the way. It's 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 um, it's kind of scary when you think about it. Yeah, it is. I, I I'm one of these old school guys that I still I still get my 
bank my bank statements in a hard copy, yeah. <laughs> just in case anything ever happens. I want to be able to just to be able to put my records back together. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, uh, that that uh, you know what I I used to be like that, but I thought okay, well I think the infrastructure is pretty good, but but I also keep up backup copies in the ter- internal computer idea. so that yeah. if something happened, right. I can at least prove. Yeah. To the the month that the disaster happened, I I, I have records up to that. So, uh, but uh, uh, let me ask you: Do you? I I don't know if you've ever done this. Uh, you seem like a pretty talented guy. Do you have like a, a creative side? Do you do any painting, writings, or meditation of any kind? No, I, w- I would say uh, my 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 relaxation is is either walking or working out or, or just reading. And, um, but I don't, I don't, um, I don't do meditation or yoga or or anything like that. But I, I try to keep as much stress out of my life as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like being around negative people or argumentative people. So, um, and you were the union president. Wow. That must've been a challenge. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I I I did um require people to get engaged. If they if they had an issue, I they said that that's great, let's let's deal with it, but you gotta participate. Mm-hmm. So I kind of turned it back on them and and it's and it was pretty successful. We had a we had a good run for twenty some years. Yeah, yeah. Well I, I gotta say that when you were union president we made the most leaps and bounds that I've ever known and i went through at least three union presidents so i know that uh i could see and i'm not saying that any of them were worse i'm just saying that you uh brought a lot of uh a lot of the um increased the benefits of the firefighters on a total whole so Dwayne, i i was i was fortunate that I had such a good relationship with Chief Bernicini. He, mm-hmm. he and I kind of came up together. Uh, he was when I was hired. I, I was 18 years old. He was on my oil board mm-hmm. when I when I got hired. Uh, he and Chief Holzner, and then uh, he became fire chief in uh, March of '78, and I became union president in September of '78. Mm-hmm. So. Our careers uh, were intertwined, and we uh, worked so well together. And we were able to make a lot of progress, both in terms of the fire service and uh, obviously in wages and benefits for uh, for the members and the working conditions. So it's a it was, that, that was a that was a great partnership, mm-hmm. and I had the utmost respect for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I think everybody did. You know, uh, yeah. he right. was. Uh, I I don't think anybody could ever say that he didn't uh, really care about the rank and file. Uh, you know, that was he, uh, he, he cared as as much about the rank and file as he did about uh, his administration, and he probably cared every bit as much or more about uh, the citizens of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And so, that's a great philosophy to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he uh, he he kind of shaped my uh, adult uh, upbringing because of uh, understanding that you were delivering a service and how, you know, that it it was a uh, 
a simpatical relationship that if you do good for the customer, the customer rewards you. And, and, you know, and I found that, that I, like you were saying, you like to walk. I I like to walk too. So I used to walk in a mall and I talked to people and they would say, they, they would ask me what I did. I said, I was a firefighter and, and the, um, you know, their opinion is so, high of the fire department and you right. never have anybody have a negative. And, you know, I've had a few drunks that had negative <laughs> uh, <laughs> feelings about the fire department or, you know, if you always have the spectator when you're cutting a right. hole in a roof and somebody doesn't understand the consequences of why you're doing that. But other than that, you know, people love the fire department a lot. And, uh, and I have, two family members that are police officers. So they envy that, uh, that relationship. So <laughs> yeah, not that, that police that officers are bad, but, uh, yeah. uh, they yeah. surely understand the difference yeah. between the two. And, and I think there's a little envy in that involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, firefighter envy. So anyway, yeah. so you see how fast we've done this. This is uh we're at 23 minutes, believe it or not. Yeah. And I would like to ask you, um, what we do with this podcast is that on the website, the anchor pet website, there's a, some, uh, there's a way for people to leave follow-up questions for, okay. the, for the person. So if you yeah. would be willing to answer some people's follow-up questions, uh, we will get back to you in a next podcast sure. or yeah. something. If somebody yeah, says, I'd oh, be happy to. Okay, sure. great. Uh, that's, that's a great dialogue. Yes. I'd yeah. Be- I'd be pleased to do that. Okay. And then if uh, I would like to ask you, if you think that there would, if, uh, is there any other questions you think I should have asked that I didn't, or I didn't cover that you think would make the podcast more interesting? Well, this is a, this is the first time for, for me, Dwayne. So, um, uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but if, just like on your follow-up, if I do think of something else, I'll call you or text you or whatever, and maybe we'll do it again sometime. Okay, great, great. That's that's the idea. We hope that uh, we kind of keep this as a round robin, just to uh, to talk talk to people, and you know, and because we can't answer all the questions in the in the time yeah. frame we have. But well, uh, I just uh, go ahead. I just want to wish everybody the best, and hope we we get through this COVID thing, and. Uh, and we can get our breakfast going again. Okay, me too. And um, let I, uh, Mr. Mummer told me, he said, make sure you ask one last question. And I said, what was that? <laughs> he said, ask them, is there anything they would like to add? So I said, is there anything you would like to add? And you just added it, but I just want to make right. sure that I give you the opportunity. Just, uh, I, I, know, I know some of our retirees have come down with COVID. Ask people, wear masks, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's get back to our breakfasts. Oh, good. And that, hey, that's just, that just uh, bolsters your uh, your stock up a, another 10 points because uh, <laughs> even, at, even in retirement, you're still caring and uh, wanting to make sure that the membership are safe. So I appreciate that uh, sentiment. So thank you very much, Pat, for the past, the present, and the future. And, well, and you're, great. Uh, thank you for what you're doing, and thank Cosetta, too. Okay. Uh, I appreciate it. I will, I will. Okay. So you have a wonderful day, and okay. uh, we'll be talking to you soon, okay? Okay. okay.
Thank okay, you. Okay, my best to you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. The Last Alarm, Captain Wilford Bull Durham, hired July 1st, 1947, retired March 1st, 1981. Services were October 22nd, 2020. Firefighter John Wynn, hired June 1980, retired June 2004. Services were October 24, 2020. Fire engineer Howard Franklin hired September 6, 1960. Retired January 31, 1981. Services were October 27, 2020. Firefighter Steve Johnson Hired February 3rd, 1964. Retired June 28, 2000. Services were November 5th, 2020. Fire engineer Charles Wilson hired July 24th, 1967. Retired July 27th, 1999. Services were November 8th, 2020. This has been The Last Alarm. In our last but not least section of this podcast, I will update the count of members with COVID-19. We are currently at five members of the Breakfast Club with COVID-19. I am happy to say there have been no reported deaths due to this illness. This section will also be used to respond to past podcast questions posed to our guests. Along with my two cents of input to the members, FYI, when I am given a name of a member that has COVID-19, I will follow up with that member to make sure it is all right to put that information on the podcast If the member says they do not want that information on the podcast, it will be deleted out of respect for their privacy. The name of the show I was trying to think of in Mr. Mummert's section was True Detective Season 3 on HBO. Please note that if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, I see no way to leave a voice message on that app. So if you want to leave a voice message, please use the Anchor app. If not, text me your question to my cell phone 
at 602-390-5296. Note, on the segment with Kim Perea, I stated that I would cut out some of her podcast, but I did not. So you will be hearing the complete version of her interview. I want to thank everyone for the overwhelming support of this podcast. Please enjoy and continue to send me critiques. I will talk to you in the next episode in two weeks. Until then, stay safe.